Hello, and welcome to Farmers Capital Conversations. I'm your host, Casey Silveria. This podcast aims to expand your social, intellectual, and economic capital. Investing on and off the farm is hard enough. Here, we will provide insightful stories and resources to help out. Full transparency, this is our shameless way for you to like us and hopes you partner with us down the road. Lastly, there are no ads here. All I ask is you enjoy and share if you find value. Now, on to the episode. So think of it for yourself, of course, and growing your own account to invest in stuff you know, right? These are tax beneficial accounts. You're taxed less on them than when you're investing personally. It's a great tool to build long-term wealth. There's awesome asset protection in retirement accounts. If you get sued, no one can take your retirement account. So there's lots of good perks to building wealth in them to, to, for the long haul. Hello, everyone. Today, we have Matt Sorensen with us. He is the founder and CEO of Directed IRA and Directed Trust Company. Directed IRA has over $1 billion in assets and provides self-directed accounts to investors in all 50 states. Matt is an attorney, real estate investor, best-selling author, and a national speaker and expert on self-directed retirement accounts. Matt, it is an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm always loving to talk about self-directed IRAs. Um, you know, these are accounts you can use to buy real estate. You can buy land. You can invest in small businesses, private companies. Um, I always love cheerleading that topic and happy to talk about it today too. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like when I first found out about these, when I stumbled upon your YouTube channel, I thought it yeah. was, I don't know, like I just found this like gold nugget that was always in the corner that yeah. I just didn't know existed. Yeah. I know I'd been in like corporate America. I worked in a large corporation, the legal department as a lawyer. I went to law school and then two years into being a lawyer in private practice, doing a lot of real estate stuff. I had my first client come to me and be like, I want to use my IRA to buy real estate. And I was like, what planet are you from? You can buy <laughs> stocks or mutual funds. Like that's all I knew. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I was a real estate lawyer. And uh, so to me, once I like dug into it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a thing. And in 2006, it was a really small thing. Not many people queued in on it. So it's gotten a lot bigger now. But um, yeah, I mean, everybody has this wake up call of, man, you can even do this, you know? And, and if you think about retirement accounts, right, the financial services industry, all the broker dealers dominate yeah. it. It's like Merrill Lynch or Fidelity. Even, you, know, you look at the, yeah, like Schwab, TD, Fidelity, like they're all broker dealers at the end of the day. The reason your IRA or 401k can only buy mutual funds or stocks at those places is because that's what they sell. Right. Right. And if you have an IRA at like Northwestern Mutual Life or New York Life, like what do you think your IRA can buy there? Annuities. <laughs> yeah. So real estate was just kind of like not on the menu, not because IRAs couldn't own it, just because all the big companies that handle most of people's IRA accounts and 401ks, they just don't let you do it because it's not on their menu. So it's always mm -hmm. been there. And that's the thing, a surprising thing, right? You stumble into it. I stumble into it. Someone listening to this for the first time might be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Yes, you can do it. It's always been there. Nothing has changed. It's not like there's a new law and all of a sudden you can do this. It's always been sitting there in plain sight. Yeah. It's just kind of like this back door that a lot of people actually don't want you to know about because like you said, yeah. they don't get compensated for selling or even advising on using self-directed IRA accounts. Yeah. And the financial advisor, right? They're like, man, that seems complicated. You know, even if I have an asset under management fee, is that where I could get paid if you bought real estate? It's more complicated. Can I just like click some buttons and buy some S&P 500 for you? You know, 
Yeah. Um, and so it does take a little more work, but what's happened is there's $33 trillion in U.S. retirement accounts, right? Crazy. And, and as more and more people have money in this, they're like, well, I'm going to take the time. Like there's, it's more people have money to invest in their, in their retirement account than any other place. Like I always tell people, even if you're like someone that doesn't care about a retirement account or even have one or has zero interest in one, but you're like in real estate or an entrepreneur, you need to know this because that's where everyone else's money is and they can invest in your deals and in your business, you know? Yeah. And so it's a really powerful topic because this $33 trillion that's in U.S. retirement accounts, mm -hmm. your little sliver that you can grow and invest in stuff you know, whether it's farming, real estate, entrepreneurship, small business. We have clients invested in crypto. I have clients on like a Mexican soccer team and racehorses and like lots of weird stuff. You wouldn't that's think wild. That. Yeah, they own this in their retirement account. And so, um, so we want people to invest in what they know and just be familiar with the options. But because there's so much money in it, People now are like, well, wait, I got a few hundred grand in this thing. Maybe I shouldn't just be buying a mutual fund. Maybe I could move the needle investing in something I actually know and believe in. Yeah, that's exactly it. When I was doing the math myself, you know, I did the, I've done the company match with the W2 job that I've had for a while and yeah. just realized like, yeah, it's done pretty well. But when you think about purchasing an asset and you need 10 to 20% down, and you think, wait, you can use your self-directed, you can transfer the money from your 401k. And maybe those are some of the nuances that we can get into a little bit later, but move yeah. that into a self-directed IRA, use that fund as a down payment. And that, that can be huge. Yeah, that can be significant. I mean, you know, my first property I bought was just a single family rental. You know, I was at zero with a retirement account. I've been out of law school, focused on paying off my law school debt. And I started a, my own 401k account within our law firm. We self-direct our law firm account. It's a little tricky to do that, but it's possible. So, um, but I got about 40 grand into it. And then I bought a little single family rental in Indianapolis for 85 grand, 40,000 from my account, 45K from a loan. And I sold it for 180,000 just a year ago. You know, it was like a, about a five-year hold. And I, you know, put 40,000 in it and got a hundred, you know, 140 back because I had to pay off the loan. But the loan was paid down about 10 grand. So anyways, I had a great return on that. Yeah, I wouldn't solid. have made that in the market. No. No, no. No so, way. Yeah. And right now what I do is um, I just invest my money as a private money lender right now. So I'm just lending to other real estate investors, doing notes, pretty straightforward, you know, and I'm doing like 12% interest in two points. Like that's a 14% annual return. If you think about getting a 14% annual return, every five years, your my account doubles. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's massive, right? Oh, I mean, it's crazy exponential significant. growth. You know, if you got 250 grand in 10 years at 14%, you'll have a million, you know, your account's going to double to 500, then it's going to double from 500 to a million in the next five years. Yeah. And it's that compounding growth that we love, that I love about retirement mm -hmm. accounts. And, but it takes for me investing in assets. I know, like I'm a real estate guy at the end of the day, I've always made more money investing in real estate than I have in the stock market. Now, I do a little bit of both, but I'm much more concentrated in real estate. Now, that's not because I'm a, I'm a wizard at this. Like, guys, I have like 100 plus employees. I'm an entrepreneur running businesses. I do not spend a lot of time doing this, but I just know people. And I'm just like, hey, put me in deals with you, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about it is now I'm getting a return, investing in stuff I know and care about, helping some other investor do a deal. They needed money to fund. It's a win for them. It's a win for me. 
it's a win for someone that gets a house rehabbed. And so, uh, but we have clients, you know, my largest client has a 300 million Roth IRA, you know, I mean, he hits like freaking home runs every time he invests the account, you know, mm-hmm. um, he started at zero. So, yeah. so, so the Roth IRA levels there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into those. Um, what, what is a, what is a normal standard, you know, self-directed IRA account? How does the Roth IRA fit into that? And then maybe touch on like the solo 401ks as well. Yeah. That'd be huge. So I think the best way to understand it is like kind of how your money's taxed as you're investing, how it'd be taxed in what we call a traditional IRA and then how it's taxed in a Roth IRA. So let's say you bought Facebook stock for a hundred grand and you sold it for 150 or you bought a piece of real estate for a hundred grand and you sold it for 150. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. If I bought that in my personal name, right. And I sell that asset, whether it's the stock or the real estate, I make 50 grand. I pay tax personally, right. That's going to go on my 1040 on my tax return. I'm going to pay tax depending on if I held it long-term or short-term is the rate, but I'm paying tax to state or to the feds and, depending on your state, you're paying state tax too. Yep. If I do that in a traditional IRA though, I bought Facebook stock or real estate for a hundred grand. I sell it for 150. Well, I don't pay any tax. That 150 whole thing goes back into my account. Nothing's going to the IRS. Nothing's going to the state. It's not going on my 1040. And that's the beauty of retirement accounts is it's growing tax deferred in a traditional account. So like I get to keep that whole 150 and invest the whole thing over and over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, when you hit 59 and a half, that's the age you can take money out of a traditional IRA. And when I start pulling the money out, though, this is the catch on a traditional IRA, sometimes called pre-tax account, is I pay tax on the way out. So if I draw out 50 grand to help supplement my income in retirement, I'm paying tax on that 50 grand. Yeah. Now, maybe you're in a lower tax bracket at that point. I don't know. But the benefit of that was you kick the can down the road. You've got to reinvest every penny that you made on the investments. And you have a large, larger account now at the end of the day than if you had to pay tax along the way. But they catch you on the way out as you're taking distributions. That's the traditional account. Mm-hmm. Now, the Roth, the one we just mentioned before I give them the summary here, is what we love the most. And we have more Roth accounts than anything here at Directed IRA at our company. Okay. And a Roth IRA, the way it works is... Um, when I'm making money in that account, same thing, I sell real estate for, you know, I bought it for 100, sell it for 150, or stock for 100, sell it for 150. That whole 150 goes back in the account and I get to reinvest it. But the cool thing about the Roth account is, as I pull it out of retirement later on, when I hit 59 and a half, no tax on the way out. Boom. Right. It's a totally tax free account. So mm-hmm. we call investing now in your personal name tax now, investing with the traditional account tax later because you don't pay taxes you're making money and growing it you're going to reinvest everything but you will take pay tax later when you pull it out then the roth account is the tax never you know like like i'm interested in the tax never right and so and i think most of our sophisticated clients that have really good investment opportunities they love the roth because they know they don't pay tax now and when they pull it out later it's a totally tax-free structure Mm mm-hmm I mean, it's huge because when you think about how compounding works, money grows over time. And it's that typical graph that we see that kind of hockey sticks up and to the right. But when you're investing in a traditional account, like you said, it's taxed at that point when it's its highest valuation ever. And you pull a certain percentage out, 
but essentially the government gets the gain that you have been, you know, being diligent with your investments on. So they yes. get that appreciation, both forest and market appreciation that you've been working with, developing all these partnerships with people and doing your due diligence. And then at the end of the day, it comes to find out that, oh, actually they get that into their pocket. Yeah. And that, you know, and a lot of people, I mean, there's still a ton of traditional accounts out there. There's, I even have some traditional money. I'm converting more and more to Roth. I have more, I've been, so I make new contributions, it's Roth. But the thing with the traditional, and let's not, you know, let's keep it fair here for, because I'm a Roth fan at the end of the day, but when I put money in that traditional, I got a tax deduction now. So if I drop 6,500 bucks in my traditional IRA or I put in 60 grand into my traditional solo K, we'll talk about that in a second. You mentioned solo K. Like I got a tax deduction now. Like that reduced my taxable income now. So the Congress is kind of like baiting you into the traditional account. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, we'll let you save taxes now because you put contributions into it and we give you a tax deduction. But we're going to catch you on the way out. Yep. You know, in the Roth, when I put money in a Roth, I don't get a tax deduction. And in fact, if I convert traditional dollars to Roth, I have to pay tax to convert because you can go from traditional to Roth, but you got to pay tax now to convert it over on the value of the account. So there are some perks to the traditional and you get some tax deductions now that saves you on paying taxes now. And a lot of people love that because they're like, I mean, protect my capital now. I'd rather pay less to the IRS now. I get it. Yeah. I've gotten caught in that trap. We all do. Yeah, yeah for sure. So what's the deal about solo case? What are those and how are those different than a, than a Roth IRA? So like IRAs, whether it's Roth IRA or traditional IRA, those are individual accounts. Like if you're an individual with earned income, you can set it up. Mm -hmm. And but you can only put in 6,500 bucks a year in terms of new contributions. Now, okay. most people's traditional IRAs or Roth IRAs that are self-directed are frankly from rollovers. It's from money from someone, from some old employer 401k or something yeah, else. They're rolling just... over with a big lump sum. Yeah. But if you're starting from zero, a traditional Roth IRA, it's like, man, that's gonna take me a while. It's still worth doing, I still do it. I still do 6,500 bucks in my Roth IRA. I do what's called a backdoor Roth, but, but that's a, um, that can take a while, right? Mm -hmm. The solo K is an awesome strategy because I can put 66,000, like 10 times more. That's 10 times. That's wild. Yeah, I can put 66,000 a year into that account, which can be Roth or traditional. You can pick or you could do a little bit of both if you wanted. Now, the catch on the solo 401k is it only works for self-employed people with no employees. Now, you gotcha. can have family as employees or business partners or other partners in your business, those don't count against you, but you can't have other third-party employees in the business. So for example, okay. I can't do a solo K because I have businesses with a hundred plus employees and I can't just set up an entity over here that no one's in and set up a solo K over there. So if you have employees in any business you own 50% or more of, you can't do a solo K, but it's a really cool strategy for like the solopreneur, entrepreneur, um, even small family business owner that doesn't have outside employees, maybe they got some 1099 contractors, there's no other W-2 besides business owners or their family. And if that's the case, the solo K is an awesome option. You can set it up, drop 66,000 a year into it. If you got a spouse that's working in the business and you guys are making money, they could be dropping yeah. 66,000 a year into it also. Okay. Can you do it twice? 
Yeah, I mean, for you and your spouse. Now, exactly. You know, once per year, though. Yeah, right. so you could be doing... So, you know, for anyone married, you know, you can do 66000 for you and your account, 66000 for your spouse and their account. That's huge. Yeah, it's 10x what you can normally contribute to a, a traditional or, or the standard Roth IRA. And yeah. so just the caveats, no W-2 employees outside of immediate family yeah. and primarily just 1099 contractors. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. But we have like lots of clients that are like consultants, real estate agents or investors, um, just a lot of the solopreneurs out there. I mean, we're kind of in a gig economy now. We even have a lot of clients that have a W-2 job with a 401k. You know, they work in corporate America or they got the Dunder Mifflin 401k, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then they got a side hustle, you know, and they've got a business on the side that they could adopt and do a solo K. And we love that strategy. We have a lot of clients in that, that Kind of have a side hustle that could turn into their main hustle, but they still got a double W two corporate job, and so even that structure can work because you can have multiple four hundred one k accounts. You can have the day job four hundred one k and a solo k. So you think of like the office. You know, I did the Dwight Schrute thing. Like mm -hmm. I did the, the office. <laughs> think of Dwight Schrute, right? He works at Dunder Mifflin, and he can have a four hundred one k at Dunder Mifflin, but he also has Schrute Farms, gotcha. right? Yeah. And he doesn't have any employees. He's got like that crazy cousin. Maybe that's a 1099. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. But he could do a solo K in Shrew Farms, right? That's his side hustle. It's an operating business. He could do a solo K in there and still participate in the Dunder Mifflin 401k. Like at least get his match out of there and then do the rest over in his own solo K. That's awesome. It is, it's pretty big. And, yeah, a lot of people don't know about it, but that's why I – I really recommend and um, appreciate what you guys are doing with the directed IRA.com, helping people transition yeah. into these types of accounts to, I mean, really it's all about financial security at the end of the day, using these funds as a tool in your tool belt to go out yeah. and invest with people you like, know, know, like, and trust and properties that you can touch in businesses that are simple, straightforward. You know, with me, I look at my, index funds and all of these different um, retirement accounts. I'm like, I don't know what, what any of these companies really, like I kind yeah. of understand what they do, but I don't know who's running them. I don't know where they're operating. I don't know the dynamics of them, but, and so with these, you can invest at, at a, like it sounds hyper local, but it's actually what it is, but it's very diversified. Yeah. And that you know who you're dealing with. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's not for everyone. Now, that's one thing. Some people are like, well, I'm really good at stocks. Okay, keep doing that. I'm not saying everybody should do this. I'm just saying more people should do it than are because they don't even know they can. And they see opportunities. They're in small business. They're in real estate. You know, they could be in farming or something And where it's like, I could use people's retirement accounts to help grow my business, you know. So think of it for yourself, of course, and growing your own account to invest in stuff you know. Right? These are tax beneficial accounts. You're tax less on them than when you're investing personally. It's a great tool to build long-term wealth. There's awesome asset protection in retirement accounts. If you get sued, no one can take your retirement account. So there's lots of good perks to building wealth in them to, to, for the long haul. But also, if you're just someone that needs to cut deals, you need to fund your business to grow, um, whether that's real estate or business operations, farming, I don't care what it is, people can invest with you. 
they can use their retirement account and you can make a deal with them, whether you give them equity in your business or a deal, you pay an interest and you're training them as a lender. I mean, there's tons of opportunities that and that's what we love is people getting creative and finding win-win situations where I'm a business owner, real estate investor, whatever it may be. I have opportunity, but I need capital. Someone over there has capital. They need opportunity. And this is where that 33 trillion retirement account needs, needs to be talked about more, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this sounds, if you're just hit learning about this, kind of sounds like too good to be true. You know, in solo 401ks, you can contribute 66,000 a year. Yeah. You can use it to invest in businesses, real estate. Oh, I mean, a lot of asset classes. But what are some of the risks? So, I mean, just like any investment, you know, you could pick a loser, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like you could have invested into like, you know, Silicon Valley bank stock. I don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you know, you could have bought, you know, uh, crypto through FTX. I don't know. Yeah. So, but you could have lent to someone or invested in someone's real estate deal that goes belly up, you know? And so, so you still got to do your due diligence on it and make sure it's a good investment. And we do a lot of due diligence training. You know, it's not our role to like screen your investments. We don't do that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of on any investor. We don't give you investment options. Like if you open an account with us at Directed IRA, we're going to say, what do you want to invest into? And if your answer is, well, what do you think I should be? You're like, you're like at the wrong place. That's not what yeah. we do. We'll help you once you're like, well, I want to invest in this real estate though. We know the process on how to do it, make sure it happens right for an IRA, which you may not be familiar with, but I'm not going to go find your deals. So, um, so that's why it also, I said, it's not for everyone because, but if, but who it works for is like just entrepreneurial people, people who are already experienced in investing. It's like, we have lots of real estate investors who work with us because they already know real estate. They've already been investing in it for 10 or 20 years. They already study it or they're just, they're in it day to day. Um, and then, but I have clients that are, that invest in tech, like they're investing in patents and pre IPO companies and mm -hmm. startups and venture capital deals and. I mean, we have clients all over the spectrum on what they're investing into. You know, one of the deals I saw come through was this is like a, a, a physician, but he was investing in like a, let's just say a, a performance enhancing drug for, for men, you know? And so <laughs> uh, we're not talking about sports here. We're talking about another, you know, the bedroom, but like, it is weird stuff. I mean, I don't freaking know, like, but, but, but this guy did like, he's investing yeah. in an area he knows, you know, like I have a, I had a bunch of dentists come through and open accounts and they were, they were investing in like a mouth guard company. You know, and I was like, mm. I don't freaking know, but they know that stuff, you know, yeah, so yeah. they're investing in what they know. So, um, and take, take the next one, like, like Peter Thiel. Okay. This guy has a $6 billion Roth IRA, Peter Thiel. He's somewhat Jeez. famous, you know, and they, they were trying to prevent law, start laws actually part of build back better a few years ago to restrict large accounts. They're going to restrict your IRA at $10 million because of this guy. Cause he has a $6 billion Roth IRA. I remember well, who this. Was this guy? Yeah. He was a tech guy. All right. He was one of the founders of PayPal, one of like mm. the six co-founders, and he used his Roth IRA to buy his initial shares. And then he was the and the main thing where he made his money though, he was the first outside investor in Facebook. Right. He used a Roth IRA. He put five hundred grand into Facebook that turned into a billion dollar investment. And but he was the very first outside investor. Like there's a scene in the movie, The Social Network. It's uh -huh. like kind of movie about how Facebook started. And there's a scene in the movie where, you know, Jesse Eisenberg's playing Mark Zuckerberg, where Mark Zuckerberg meets with this first outside investor. And he's like this venture capitalist, you know, 
And well, that was Peter Thiel, and he was using his Roth IRA to give Facebook its money to 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 kind of grow and to go. turn into one of the most successful companies. Well, what was he doing? He was investing in what he knew. He was a tech guy. He knew social media was going to be a thing. None of us were using it. This was the Facebook. It was at a bunch of college campuses. Most of us knew, didn't know what the hell it was. We might have heard of MySpace, but it was kind of weird, you know. But he invested in what he knew, and that's where he got returns. And so a lot of people, while they may invest in what they know outside their retirement account, they've never thought of these retirement account dollars they have to invest in opportunities that they see. And so now I don't don't be looking for home runs. Maybe you see them like Peter Thiel, you know. Yeah. I'm like a base hitter. Just give me base hits consistently. That's how I'm gonna win the game. And um and that's kind of my style of investing. But but I love the concept of just investing in what you know. Like if you know farming, if you know agriculture, if you know tech, if you whatever it is, look for those opportunities there because you'll be better at analyzing the deal than someone who doesn't know that business or that industry. Yeah. I I do appreciate that perspective because at the end of the day, like I was just talking about, like, I don't understand these companies that I have invested quite a bit of money into this 401k. I don't know what they do. I barely know their products. And so from a security standpoint, like that's pretty risky for me um, yeah. because I don't know what's going on. And w- wouldn't I rather invest in you know, what I know? For, I mean, that feels like a, a better risk adjusted approach than than what's normally pushed by, you know, broker dealer accounts and really uh, that are typical options out there as well, just in standard yeah. retirement plans. Yeah. I remember I had this pilot one day and um, he was opening a self-directed account. He was so excited. He had a bunch of money. Pilots usually have big retirement accounts. I remember him telling me, he's like, I have only had a bunch of money in my retirement account and I was deciding what to invest it into. And he's like, and I read the mutual fund prospectus and he's like, I'm a smart guy. I couldn't understand it. He's like, I didn't understand it at all. And he's like, I spent a lot of time. And he's like, I'm the kind of guy before I fly a plane, like I know everything about that plane and I won't fly that thing unless I know everything. And he's like, and I've done that. I bet I put in the time I've learned, I've gotten the confidence. I'm going to freaking take off and fly that plane. He's like, I, he's like, I just couldn't do it. My brain would not let me do it. It would not let me buy a damn mutual fund. And then he figured out he could buy real estate and he was like, game over. I can understand it. I can go look at it. I can go like analyze it. I can see what it can rent for. I can talk to a tenant there. I, you know what I mean? He was just like, he was so happy just because he felt like connected to his money and what he was doing and that he had control of it instead of this like paper thing and that shows up on his app and his phone, you know, some people like the convenience of that, but he just wanted connection to his money. And so I think that's something that's unique too on a self-directed IRA is for people who you know, want more connection to their money. Um, also want to kind of feel that sense of satisfaction. And when you're doing well, rather than just like you picked XYZ stock, it goes up, it goes down. It's kind of meh, you know? Yeah. Um, so he liked the challenge of that. It helped connect into his money. He's had a very successful account since. So um, so just kind of like that connection to the assets. It is mm-hmm. more real, like you said, like you could talk to the person, you know? Yeah. You could, Talk to the that's operator. Raising money. Yeah, you can talk to them. You can ask the questions. I can't do that investing in a mutual fund or an ETF or even a stock. No. And, and I think it, those instruments, like those investing vehicles, have their place in a portfolio. But 
I think what's really been communicated, or at least for me in the past 10 years, was this 60-40 split, you know, put in these retirement accounts, just trust that they're going to make the right decisions because you don't know, you're dumb, you don't know what to do with your money. And <laughs> well, I don't know, like I'm, I do a lot of reading. So yeah. maybe I know a little bit. Yeah. And I think too, here's where they've won really. I mean, Wall Street is really one because they made it easy. Like you, people, someone sets up their 401k and 20 years later, it's investing under the same decisions they made 20 years ago. Yeah. What age do you want to retire? Uh, 60. How do you want to aggress? Aggressive? Moderate aggressive? Low risk, you know, and you like check the boxes and now all of a sudden you've invested half a million dollars based on those check boxes and some algorithm that they've developed to sell you some mutual fund or ETF product. You don't even know what it is. And so, but that was easy. And so, yeah. you know, so people come to self-direct and they're like, wait, I got to find my own deal. Yeah, go find a deal. Go find something like, you know, and so it takes a little bit of work. Now, because there's so much money in retirement accounts, there's people motivated to do the work now. When retirement accounts were smaller in the 90s and such, you know, even our early 2000s, and they were a third, a quarter of a size they are now, people were just like, hmm. I mean, it was still out there. But yeah. now that there's such a large amount, it's where most Americans' save, investable savings are. It's like, oh, I'm going to pay more attention to this. This really matters, this bucket of money. Maybe I should get involved um, in investing it in what I know. And so it's really been growing since. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to spread the word on it. Now, the one thing I did want to mention is a lot of people, they'll be like, all right, Casey, Matt, I heard this message. I'm interested, but I wanted to do a real estate deal. And I called up Fidelity and I told them I want to buy the property at 123 Green Street at Fidelity. And they told me I couldn't do it. You yeah. guys are full of shit, you know? And, and it's not because IRAs can't do it. It's because Fidelity IRAs can't do it. Yeah, exactly. So, so what they need to do is move their account or the portion that they want to do the real estate deal or whatever the investment is. But you transfer the money from Fidelity to, say, our company, Directed IRA. Now when the money's with us at Directed IRA, you can invest in whatever you wanted. Small business, LLC, real estate, startup, you know, agricultural deal, whatever it is. That money can now get invested into your deal, but it's coming through our account at Directed IRA. Because when you're mm -hmm. with us and you're like, all right, Directed IRA, I want to buy the property at 123 Green Street. We're like, cool. Send us the contract and documents. You know what I mean? And we help yeah, yeah. you facilitate that and process that deal. So how does that, how does that process look like for the person who has money in a Fidelity, for instance, or one of the other broker dealers and they want to transfer it? When can they transfer it? When can they yeah. transfer it? If they're a W-2, is it different if they're a business owner? Yeah. Can you walk us through some of that? Yeah, good question. So it's really a three-step process to, to, let's say, buy real estate or do a self-directed deal. Step one, you got to open the self-directed account. With I mean, and there's 20 companies or so that do what we do. We are the best. Uh, um, we are the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you don't need to know the other companies. But you go to directedirie.com and you can look us up. We really are. Look up our reviews and our licensing and all the stuff we have. There's We stand out from the rest. Um, but, but you need a self-directed account. So that's step one. You can open it up online at directdiary.com. Okay. Step two is you need to fund the account. Now, most people are going to transfer if they're a broker, dealer, or whatever. Now, if it's an IRA, it's really easy. 
you can move the IRA over. If it's a Roth IRA, you can have a Roth IRA at direct IRA. If it's a SEP IRA at Fidelity, you can open up a SEP IRA at direct IRA. If it's a traditional IRA at your local bank or credit union, you can transfer over. It'll be a, it'll be a traditional IRA at directed IRA. Okay. So those are transfers, and you can always move the money from IRA to IRA. Um, and you can do the full amount or a partial amount, just whatever you want, depending on the deal you're doing. So, okay. so open the account. Step two is fund the account. And then step three is invest the account, where you then authorize us to buy this particular asset in your IRA, whether that's ownership in an LLC, actual ownership of property, lending the money out, whatever it is, you get us the investment documents and, and sign the authorizations we have, and we go invest that out of your account. Now, the one roadblock is where you asked about, you know, what if you're employed? Mm-hmm. So if you are employed somewhere and you have a 401k, most of the time that company is going to lock you down while you're an employee. Yep. So if you have a 401k where you still work, you can only move the money out once you hit retirement plan age, which in some plans is 55 and most it's 59 and a half. So if you're 62 and you're like still working at the company, you can actually move all your money out of the 401k right now. Um, but if you're 40, they're like, eh, we use Vanguard for your 401k. You're stuck at Vanguard. Okay, you can't move it out. Some plans have something called an in-service withdrawal. It's, you can't always count on it where even if you are 40 and still working there, you can get a portion of it out to an IRA. Sometimes that's worth chasing down. Um, so I just want to note that there. Now, old employer 401ks, you know, you worked at a prior company. You worked at Dunder Mifflin. You're not there anymore. Um, you went to work for Shroot Mifflin, Farms. Yeah, you went full-time <laughs> in a Shroot Farms, you know. Like that Dunder Mifflin 401k or old employer 401k could get rolled over to an IRA, even if you're 30 or 40, you know, because old 401ks, old employer 401ks, you can move out. You're not stuck with their plan provider. Okay. That, that's that's super good to know. And if you don't have either of these, you know, an old IRA that you can yeah. do a swap or a transfer, or if you're a W-2 that maybe they have this in-service withdrawal, read the fine print in those documents, maybe they have it, maybe they don't. But if you don't have either one, is it as simple as going to you and opening an account and doing it on the side? Um, yeah. So you can just start from zero. You know, you can just yeah. open a new account, make your new contributions. Now, remember with IRAs, like a Roth or traditional IRA, it's 6500 bucks a year. Um, for those that are self-employed, though, remember, you got the solo K where you can do up to 66000 Like if, you've made, if you're making the money, you, know, you can yeah. be dropping 66000 a year into it. Your spouse is in the business. Remember, they can do the same thing. So it could be a lot of money. So, um, so yeah. So if you're starting at zero, it's possible, um, but you got to get the new contributions in. And for some people, it might take a few years. I guess for me, it took me three years of contributions before I bought my first self-directed asset. And until then, I was just buying ETFs. I was buying the S&P 500, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of something I do when I'm between deals anyways, just to stay invested. It's kind of like my default when I don't have anything better. And it happens every once in a while. So, um, yeah, you can bounce over to um, to doing that and just doing a um, – once you have a few years of contributions, then you're ready to self-direct. And so some people will just even start with like a – some people will start with us. You could start at a TD or somewhere else and then move over to us once you have enough to do a self-directed deal. Okay. You can that, buy that's... stocks or mutual funds here, but we're a little more expensive than like the broker dealers that are free because they make money on your trades. So uh, it's kind of up to people, but the solo yeah. K is enough where you've got a big chunk of money 
where you could set up from us from day one. Gotcha. And I was looking over your website and your company, Directed IRA, seemed very affordable from my perspective, considering that the the asset or the instrument basically gives you access or the availability to invest in these different vehicles. Yeah, I mean, we tried to make the fee really fair. I mean, there's a lot of variety on how people charge fees in our space. And I frankly, I hated it because I was an attorney referring my clients to all these other self-directed IRA companies. And a lot of them sucked. And I couldn't, I couldn't even understand their fee structure. I sent them 500 clients, you know, I'm like, yeah. man, your guys' fee structure is so damn complicated. My client comes out and they spent 1500 bucks. And they didn't even understand it, you know, and they're like complaining to me. I'm like, I, I don't know. So... <laughs> So we're like, it's a flat fee of 395 bucks per year, no matter how many assets you have. When you buy something, it's 50 bucks. When you sell something, it's 50 bucks. And that's it. You got a new account fee of 50 bucks. So we try to just keep it simple, have a universal annual account fee so people can understand it. And as you're buying or selling more assets, you pay a little bit more, but it's only 50 bucks to buy something, 50 bucks mm-hmm. to sell something. So. Yeah, that, it seems like that's very reasonable when you just look at the cost to do like an ACH, you know, sometimes doing wires, it's like 25 bucks to wire money around. So to have someone managing this directed IRA account and be able to invest in these different um, assets, it's a, I don't know, it's a huge value add in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little biased because I love real estate also. But you can (laughs) invest in other businesses. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it is. It's uh, you got to be competitive, and we want it to be affordable. And you know, there's cl- some companies that charge based on the size of your account or per asset that you have in your account. And I don't know. We've just taken a different approach. So make sure you're looking at the fees of what they're charging. Like run run a calculator on it. You know, that's the if you don't understand the fees, I'm telling you, that's a they've done that on purpose, and it's going to be a lot more than you think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a red flag when they can't just openly say. This is how simple it is. It's yeah. this annual membership or this month a month for these transfers, $50. Like how much is it? Yeah. And that's what, I don't know, really irks me about a lot of what goes on out there. Um, I like to be very transparent, tell people, you know, how I make my money, how they make their money, what the deal structure is. And when you see people just divert the question, it, I don't know, just lots of red flags there. So yeah, that's usually a sign that it, they don't want to talk about it or that you're going to be surprised. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, Matt, this has been super informative for me. Um, like I said, you've been a legend in the space for a while, and it is a true honor to have you on the show helping us get educated on these self-directed IRA accounts. So it was, uh, it was awesome to have you on, Matt. Yeah, my pleasure, Casey. Congrats on the podcast and everything you're doing. And Um, You can always find us at directedira.com. That's a self-directed IRA company. I got a law firm too, KKOS Lawyers. Uh, We got our podcast, Main Street Business Podcast, Directed IRA Podcast. You can find me at Matt Sorensen everywhere. Like I'm out there. You can find us. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, happy to help anybody that might need help in these self-directed spaces we talked about. Um, You can even just book a free new account call at directedira.com and talk to one of our senior account reps or managers. Um, and kind of go over your situation and how an account may work too. So you don't even have to pay for it. It's not like you got to pay a consult or anything like that. Boom. Love it. Easy access. Um, Give Matt Sorensen a Google, hit him up, directedira.com. Great stuff happening, making it accessible to invest in things that you know, love and trust with people that you know, like and trust as well. So Matt, love it. Thank you so much again. 
Thanks, Kate. All right. Talk soon to everyone else out there. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and be on the watch out for next week's. All right. See you, everyone. Later.